When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 93, One Little Leak Becomes a Lake. Today's proverb is unattributed. I'll read it twice. When it rains, it pours. Once more, When it rains, it pours. This is a proverb we often quote when a lot of bad things happen all at once. Bad news tends to come in these little runs, in these little sets and trios. You get a flat tire one week, there's a good chance you're going to get a crack in your windshield the next week. You fail a math test on Monday, you're probably going to fail another Spanish test, geometry test before the end of the week. If the doctor tells you that you have to quit eating so much red meat, there's a good chance he's going to tell you that you have to quit drinking so much, have to cut back on your sodium as well. Bad news comes all at once. A lot of bad news comes all at once. Bad things happen in sets. When it rains, it pours. Last summer, I was in a car accident for the first time in 20 years while I was on vacation. My whole family was out to the Pacific Northwest to see my in-laws. And while backing out of the driveway, I ran into a car that was passing. It wasn't bad. I think the damage to my car was... $600, $700, that's what the check was for. The other car was probably a good bit more. I bet the other car got, I don't know, $2,000 worth of damage. Was not totaled, though. Damage to the driver's side door. That's what the other guy got. Three weeks after I was in that accident, 
first accident I had been in in 20 years, I totaled that same car. I had not even spent the check the insurance company sent for the first bit of damage before I wrecked that car. Hit a deer. I was going 50 miles an hour. Hit a deer. Totaled a car. Airbags deployed, whole bit. And this was maybe 20 or 30 miles away from the Grand Canyon. I was a long ways away from home. Rented a car, drove back to Richmond, bought a new car a couple days after returning. And we had that car for 10 days when mechanical and electrical problems meant we had to take it back and get a refund and buy a different car. It was this run of bad car luck. Bad car luck. When it rains, it pours. I think a related proverb is to he who has will more be given to he who has not. Even what he has will be taken away. And that's sort of a rational explanation of why when it rains, it pours. Good grades beget good grades, but bad grades beget bad grades. Promotions beget promotions, failures beget failures. Self-confidence begets self-confidence. And sometimes there's a perfectly rational explanation for why it pours whenever it rains. Like with promotions. A promotion raises your visibility at the office. You get entrusted with more. The visibility that comes with the promotion raises your self-confidence. You want to do well. You know everyone's looking at you. And so you do a fine job on all the new responsibilities you're entrusted with, and another promotion quickly follows. Or a particularly bad loss, and anything makes you doubt yourself. It makes you lose your nerve. You think of yourself as a loser. You act like a loser. You go easy on yourself. You don't push yourself. When it rains, it pours also means that life is seasonal. I don't know that this is entirely rational. My children's lives are seasonal. To some extent, because I make them that way. If I see a certain character fault in my children, I tend to keep seeing it. I tend to keep working on it. Many years ago, I was a member at a church where a certain pastor, a famous fellow, preached a sermon on modesty one week. And then he preached a nearly identical sermon two weeks later. And when he was asked why he preached the same sermon again, he said, because nothing changed the first time I preached it. So if my children develop a habit of complaining or of being lazy, I might not notice it until the habit is somewhat firmly set. And at that point, it's going to take some work to dislodge it. And as far as my children are concerned, when it rains, it pours. Dad keeps telling us not to be lazy, not to be slobs. It's all he's seen this lately. When it rains, it pours because life passes not only in seasons, 
but in stages. And there are some stages that are more dense than others. Like being engaged. Or your first child, your first infant. The first six months of a child's life. It's the same thing over and over and over again for the parents. And very little of it is pleasant. And so when it rains, it pours, sort of describes life after you have your first child. The infancy of the child. Rains, it pours. There's no way around seasons in life, though. There are times when dad is just way busier at work than other times. There are times when you don't see dad much for a couple weeks because he's got a lot going on at the office. It's a busy season. And when that happens, when you don't see dad much at home for a couple weeks because he's got some huge project to, there's no need to... There's no need to play cats in the cradle and make like the family is falling apart. There's no kind of decent job out there that doesn't have busy seasons. There's probably not busy seasons if you work at Wendy's. But then again, you don't want to have a job at Wendy's for your whole life. And a decent job is going to come with seasons. A decent job... A job that can sustain a family is like the world. That's adult life. Everything and everyone dogpiling on you. Not all the time. Not trying to raise sympathy and pity for adults here. Just saying, in adult life, there's a lot of dogpiling. Not all the time, just from time to time. I would say that in the normal run of things, all the difficult aspects of life are usually spread out over weeks and months and even years. But adult life is full of bad months. I mean months where you're sick, your kids are sick, you've got presentations to give at work, reports are coming due, taxes are coming due, your car is falling apart, and there's no way around having months like that. It's an accident. I'm not saying that anyone makes adult life intentionally difficult. I'm just talking about fate here. Or if you prefer, there are times when God himself looks at you and says, you're going to have to handle more now than usual. Now, if you want to prepare children for this reality, you've got to be willing to let your kids get stressed out sometimes. Very few modern parents are willing to do this. Modern parents treat stress like a deathly illness. Modern people believe that stress is the root of all sorts of evil. We think of stress as a thing that needs to be eradicated. We tend to not think of stress as productive or as natural 
but as the source of all mental and physical suffering. Think about this. How many times have you gone to the doctor with some ailment? Rabbit heartbeat, trouble sleeping, pain in your shoulders and your neck. Man, how often does the modern doctor say, it's probably stress. Stress is this black hole diagnosis that we throw almost everything down that we can't account for. That's stress. And this belief that stress is the root of all of our physical and mental problems, having heard this so often at the doctor, I mean, parents believe this sort of thing. And parents who hear for years from their own doctors, rapid heartbeat, oh, probably stress, trouble sleeping, stress, trouble seeing, stress, depression, stress, everything stress. When their kids are stressed, parents lose it. I like my doctor. I've been seeing him for six years now, but I swear that like half of all the conversations I have with him involve an invocation of stress as the root problem. When I was in high school, I knew two girls who took mental health days from time to time, would just stay home. Their mothers would keep them home. Their mothers would take them shopping at the mall. And they would come back the next day and people would say, where were you? Were you sick? I say, no, my mother uh, took me on a mental health day. We just went out and had a good time. And it, it was sort of a joke, though. It was a joke to call these mental health days. Today, most teachers have a student or two or three that regularly skips class just to stay at home and chill out, medically chill out. And of course, missing class just stresses them out further because they get behind. And so you can either take the stress that comes from going to class or the stress that comes from missing class. There's no way around stress. Stress is simply the feeling you get when you're required to do something that you're not sure you can do. Stress is uncertainty. As a teacher, I require students to write papers and take quizzes. I'm paid to stress students out. I'm paid to do more than that, of course. But part of what I am paid to do is to apply stress to students' lives. School is stressful. And there are times that are way more stressful than others. And this is true for teachers and students and administrators alike. Like, everybody's life has this sort of constant drip of stress that turns into a river on occasions. There are times when due dates all converge on the same week, maybe even the same day. And this is true for students, it's true for adults. But if you want to prepare students for being adults, you can't always bail them out whenever life gets a bit more stressful than usual. Now, I take this to be one of the most significant teachings in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is a book about many things. 
But one of the pictures of life on earth that Ecclesiastes offers has to do with stress and the sort of stress and trouble and anxiety that is simply inherent in this life. If there was not stress and anxiety inherent in this life, you wouldn't look forward to the next life. Stress is what keeps you going to some extent. If you could live a life that was perfectly free of all stress, why would you set your mind on things above and not on things below? But this is, this is one of those main lessons of Ecclesiastes. People are going to ask you to do way more than you can possibly do. Your life is going to be filled with people who want things from you. Your boss wants something from you. Your church, your priest, your pastor wants something from you. The government wants something from you. Your wife, your husband, your children, your friends. Everybody wants something from you. And the older you get, the more people there are who want something from you. And you're not going to be able to give everyone what they want. This is one of the troublesome, vexing, but also relieving truths of Ecclesiastes. You're not going to make everyone happy. You're not going to be the man who finally sorts the world and pleases every single person that you come into contact with. All the people that you know, all the relationships that you have are going to be a burden on you to some extent. And they're going to be a relief to you in other ways, but a burden too. And all these people, boss, priest, church, wife, husband, kids, friends, they're all going to want something from you. And you're not going to be able to give everyone what they want. And when you fail to give everyone what they want... You know what's going to happen to you? You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> That's, you're going to get yelled at. That's what's going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. You will not go your whole life without getting into trouble. You're going to fail people and let them down. You're going to get yelled at. And there are certain sorts of people that live in a bizarre sort of fear of, quote-unquote, getting yelled at. Sometimes, for my students, I swear, sometimes getting yelled at just means having a teacher look at you and say, cut it out, stop that. Teacher says that. Later after class, you're like, yeah, I got yelled at. And there are people that live in this horrendous fear of getting yelled at. Of your boss ever telling you, you let me down here. Don't ever do that again. But it's part of the, that's part of the experience. When it rains, it pours. And when it pours, you're going to get sopping wet. And you're going to get yelled at like a little kid who was told not to get wet and got wet. Now, I think that this truth needs to inform the way that teachers assess students. Really, this needs to inform the way that you assess anyone. But especially within education. 
I don't mean this needs to inform the way that you assign grades, but it needs to inform how you judge people, how you counsel people. Sometimes good students phone it in. Sometimes good teachers phone it in. Sometimes reliable people are stretched beyond what they can bear and they don't do their best work for you. And a human being is this limited creature, only so many hours in the day, only so many days in the week. And it often happens that the people in your life want more from you than you can give. I had this experience with my own daughter, now in seventh grade, just a couple weeks ago. She sits down after school at the dinner table, she sits down and she has all this work, all this homework. Not only does she have this homework, she's got these other obligations uh, to practice her instrument, to, um, to learn certain pieces on the piano to such a degree that she'll pass them, satisfy the piano teacher. We've also got church to go to in the evening, hour and a half service. And there's just responsibilities that she has around the house too. Setting, clearing the table, dishes. And she obviously could not finish all the work that she had to do. That she had this limited amount of time and there wasn't, there wasn't room enough to get it all done. And I told her, you're just going to have to pick what's most important and then just get yelled at for everything you're not able to do. And that's just sort of a general pattern that all lives follow. You try to take on as much as you can, as much as you can profitably do. You make friendships, you have all these institutions that you're a part of. And there's going to be points where you can't satisfy them all. And you've just got to be willing to get chewed out every now and again. And if you're the one chewing others out, remember that you're going to fail, that you have failed others as well, right? This is another one of those Solomonic pieces of advice. If you hear your servant curse you, do not take it to heart. Know that you also have cursed those in authority over you. So I'm not suggesting that teachers should find the most anxious, most busy students and simply throw out A's. Well, I understand you're overwhelmed. Here's a free A. If the work deserves a C, give them a C. But in the way that you think of students, recognize that a student is a human being, a limited human being. And that there are times when it rains and it pours and your students come home sopping wet, even though you told them not to. And if you want God to have mercy on you, you must have mercy on them as well.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.